Good day, everyone, and welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you have joined us. This time last week, we spoke with Oakland County Executive Dave Coulter about his bid for a full term in that position. But he faces a challenge in the August 4th Democratic primary from longtime Oakland County Treasurer Andy Meisner. That race has gotten pretty heated in recent days, with both camps launching attacks that have caused rifts among Democrats in Oakland County. Here now to talk about his bid to be the next Oakland County executive is Oakland County Treasurer Andy Meisner. Okay, so let's start with here. Talk about your background and how it led you to this point where you believe you should be the next executive for Oakland County. Sure. Thank you. Uh, well, you know, I think in my uh, public service career, I've been a proven fighter for our progressive values, uh, pro-choice, pro-racial justice, pro-environment, pro-labor, uh, endorsed by National Organization for Women and favorably rated by Planned Parenthood. Uh, I have a re- record of real results. Uh, you know, I was a state representative for six years, uh, wrote the state stem cell law that was adopted as a constitutional amendment, uh, wrote the state's drug court law, uh, the movie tax credits, which unfortunately uh, had a, a short ending. Um, but I've also saved 30,000 homes uh, from foreclosure as uh, county treasurer. Uh, I have a specific vision for our future that I've laid out on our website. Uh, and uh, I think that that's what makes me uh, a good candidate and also the only candidate that's one countywide. And I know that our job number one this year as Democrats is to defeat President Trump uh, and elect Joe Biden. And as somebody that's one countywide as a top Democratic vote getter, uh, you know, I think that's something that I bring to the table. Mm. So you and Dave Coulter are both pretty progressive Democrats. I I wonder if you can talk about why you are challenging a fellow progressive who is already in the seat. Sure. Well, I launched my campaign back in March uh, of last year. And, uh, you know, did so laying out a a very bold vision for the future. Uh, I think that things from a policy perspective had started to get a little bit stale. Uh, And so I had conversations with people uh, around the county, around the country, uh, about ways that we could kind of up our game uh, in terms of policy in important areas like health care, education, uh, climate change, and sustainability. And, um, you know, have really built kind of a, a movement. And um, when, uh, you know, Brooks Patterson passed away, uh, of course, Dave Coulter had endorsed me for county executive, uh, as have uh, as had many others. Uh, and there was a kind of unfortunate circumstance with the whole appointment thing. Uh, but the bottom line is that, you know, my opponent was uh, chosen by 11 politicians, and I'm somebody who has been elected by the people. Uh, and I ultimately think that with uh, a campaign that's so important, uh, you know, this is such an opportunity after uh, you know, Mr. Patterson passed away. Uh, you know, we have a chance to have generational uh, progressive uh, leadership for the entire generation. And I think that, uh, you know, while I respect uh, the 11 folks that made that choice, uh, in this game of democracy, it's the people uh, that really get the final judgment. And so I thought it was very important for the citizens of Oakland County to have a choice. Uh, and uh, and that's what we're offering is uh, a choice that's about fighting for the future, uh, that's laying out a specific detailed vision. Uh, and you know, frankly, there are some points of difference. Uh, you yeah, know, I was about... going to ask you what, what what you would say are the distinctions between. Well, the I, two I think that there, there's a number. I mean, 
I think, you know, broad differences, I think, relate to experience, record, and leadership. Uh, on the experience front, I'm the only candidate in the race that has full-time experience at the federal level as a congressional aide, uh, at the state level as a uh, state representative, uh, chairman of the House Commerce Committee. Uh, I was actually chair of the campaign committee when we last took the state house for the Democrats. Uh, I'm an attorney uh, with experience in the private and nonprofit sector. Uh, in terms of record, uh, I think that my uh, career in public service is characterized by broad transformational change. Uh, and I think that that's, you know, unique. I don't think you look to my opponent and say, oh, that's the, that's the signature accomplishment. Uh, and then in leadership, you know, we have different approaches. Uh, I'm a leader who believes in shared sacrifice. And uh, when I came in as treasurer uh, you know, 11 years ago, it was another time of crisis. Uh, I took a pay cut, and I refused the county car, gas, and cell phone. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that's a point of contrast. Uh, I did that again during COVID, uh, joining Governor Whitmer and Mayor Duggan and other leaders that felt that if there were going to be cuts, that uh, the cuts should start at the top. Um, and I think another point of difference on leadership is just, uh, you know, the degree of being outspoken. Uh, you know, I, I was disappointed. I think my opponent missed a real opportunity to talk about Black Lives Matter at his State of the County address. Uh, you know, that was kind of an amazing stage where he could have really persuaded folks uh, about the importance of racial equity, um, but instead, you know, waited to talk about that until uh, a George Floyd rally. Uh, and I'm not, you know, I'm not a finger-in-the-wind guy. Sometimes I get in trouble for it, but I'm always going to say what's on my mind and speak out. And I think that that is one element of leadership that the people uh, really deserve. Um, and I, I think that there are policy differences, actually, you know, Stephen, as well. I mean, transit, economic development, and, and education are uh, three examples. Uh, you know, we had, uh, uh, you know, pretty crushing defeat uh, for regional transit uh, on my opponent's watch. Uh, you know, we're unf unfortunately, we're somehow worse off now than we were even with Brooks Patterson. Uh, Macomb County has left the table. Um, I know that you were in D.C. like I was. Uh, imagine the D.C. metro system without having Virginia or Maryland. You know, it's just not a regional system. Uh, and my opponent also advocated for the same Swiss cheese approach to transit that we have with SMART, uh, which is, uh, you know, part of the reason that we don't, we don't have a system. Uh, on economic development, uh, my opponent has made uh, growing the defense industry uh, the center point of his uh, economic development strategy. Uh, I'm much more focused on entrepreneurship and shifting our efforts to uh, support entrepreneurs uh, and, frankly, to follow the playbook of the Detroit Regional Partnership, uh, which calls for each of the counties kind of to do work building their entrepreneurial ecosystem and then participating with the DRP, uh, you know, on hunting missions uh, to other regions and counties and uh, countries. And then just lastly, on education. I've got a detailed plan focused on universal access to early childhood education for every kid in Oakland County. Uh, that's some of the best money that we spend in government. Uh, and also uh, adopting the Kalamazoo Promise Model uh, for the entire county uh, to help every kid, no matter their zip code, uh, get a chance to go to community college, uh, university, uh, or career education. Uh, and, you know, my opponent does not have that similar goal. And so, uh, you know, we're both from the same party. Uh, uh, you know, we're, I think we're both you know, good, good guys. Uh, but I think that there are points of difference, and I think it's important for candidates to distinguish themselves. Mm.
So let's go back to transit and yeah. your criticism of the the plan that did not succeed. Yeah. Uh, the maybe 40th time we've tried that in my <laughs> lifetime. Yeah. Um, uh, there are a lot of people who say that you were not there as a strong fighter for that plan. And uh, they say that uh, uh, the things that uh, that that they expected from you and your position at that point um, weren't there. Uh, how do you answer that accusation? Well, I think I know who might be saying that. <laughs> Um, but uh, I think it, it, it's patently false, and uh, I think everybody knows that for the last 15 years, I've been a leading and outspoken advocate for transit. I was on the board at Transportation Riders United. Uh, I debated Mark Hackle on transit at Mackinac uh, last year uh, and was participated in a panel supporting the uh, suburban perspective. Uh, so I think that uh, everybody that knows me knows that I'm an advocate for transit, uh, and what I'm not going to advocate for is doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome. Uh, I think that it was a, a very regrettable concession um, on my opponent's part uh, to talk about a plan that cuts out major parts of the region. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in 2018, when there was talk about Macomb leaving, uh, you know, Wayne County Executive Warren Evans said it's not a regional transit plan if it doesn't have Macomb. And the same thing holds true today. Um, so, you know, that so, notion is totally false, and I think that we just, we've been so beaten down as transit advocates uh, that we think that we have to settle, uh, but through integrative problem solving and really addressing some of the objections that have been stated, uh, changing the economic makeup of the situation by uh, engaging the state and federal government in tax credits uh, that could subsidize these, uh, these uh, millages uh, around the entire state, uh, you know, those are some kind of innovative uh, and creative uh, ideas that I bring so I guess, to the table. I guess I'm not sure then what you're saying. If if you didn't feel like the plan was better than the one that had been rejected before, um, then it, it may be true then that you didn't support it. I mean, and, and part of the accusation, I think, is that you were saying to people in places in, you know, uh, northern Oakland County, some of the places that were not as covered by the plan as as others, uh, that you wouldn't be supportive of the plan, but publicly saying that, that you were, that you were trying no, to have no, it both I, ways. Is I, I, that I've not very, right? No, I, I don't think that's true. I, I've been very consistent that I support a regional transit plan that encompass, that encompasses the entire region. And what I've been saying consistently for a few years uh, – is that uh, instead of just cutting out these northern areas uh, and some of the areas that don't perceive there to be a value associated uh, with regional transit, that we need to go to those communities and look at the expenditures that they're making right now on mobility and figure out how a regional transit plan uh, could help amplify what they're trying to do. Um, So, no, I don't support a Swiss cheese approach to transit. and I really think that there is a path uh, to getting everybody bought in around a program. Uh, you know, what if we use the RTA to do bulk purchasing uh, for the local cities, villages, and townships around the region that are already spending this money on mobility? Uh, we could achieve an economy of scale and lower the unit price. Uh, and that's something that we could do to help bring everybody back to the table. Mm. 
last week, the Michigan Supreme Court ruled against you in a case that involved a rental property that you foreclosed on because the owner owed $8 after miscalculating the interest he owed when he tried to pay $285 in back taxes. Uh, Oakland County Commission Chair Dave Woodward, who is supporting your opponent in this race, we should note that, uh, has really criticized you, though, on this issue. And he said, last year, the county board advocated for legislation to ban this practice. Andy Meisner opposed that and blasted off a letter defending foreclosure for profit practice, telling us he had to foreclose on the house for $8 is a bold-faced lie. Even his attorney told the Supreme Court he had discretion. His reckless mistake risks costing Oakland County taxpayers millions. I would love to hear you respond to what Dave Woodward is saying. Yeah, well, I uh, don't respect my colleague, but I have to uh, disagree uh, and unfortunately call this what it is. Uh, which is political season electioneering, uh, and nothing more than that. Uh, you know what? Uh, what he didn't tell you uh, is that uh, the case involved in the case that was before the Supreme Court uh, involves the state law. Uh, the eight dollar thing it was just kind of a, a fact pattern. But the issue in the court, and I know you've covered the courts uh, at the highest level, uh, the issue in the case was about the state law in Michigan. Mm -hmm. And let me be clear that I am passionate about foreclosure prevention. Uh, It's the whole reason that I ran for treasurer. Uh, I've transformed the county treasurer's office into an agent for not only foreclosure prevention, but uh, also uh, economic empowerment for people that are falling behind and uh, and are in a tough state uh, financially. Um, And also that I've worked for years to improve this state law. Uh, as a state representative, I introduced a bill to lower the interest rates uh, on delinquent taxes. And right now I'm working with Representative Robert Wittenberg on a bill to allow discretion for treasurers to pull a property for small balances. Uh, and despite what he says, uh, the treasurers don't have that discretion right now. Uh, and that is a point of fact. Uh, the issue in the law in this uh, case was Right now, the law in Michigan says that if there's a property that's foreclosed and it's sold at auction for more than the amount of delinquent taxes that are owing, Mm -hmm. the state law in Michigan says that that net proceed or that extra goes to the county. Now, by the way, interestingly, that state law was uh, adopted in 2002 and passed in 1999. Uh, And that state law passed with the vote of not only then-State Representative Dave Woodward, uh, but also with the vote of uh, then-Rep Mike Cole. Uh, And so uh, the real issue is with the law. And what the Supreme Court said is that, no, uh, we should follow a number of other states that allow the person that lost the property to get those net proceeds. And I am looking forward to working with the legislature uh, to enact a new law uh, that is uh, not only fair to property owners and local cities, villages, and townships, uh, but also one that is fair to the overwhelming majority of taxpayers who pay on time. Uh, as the county treasurer, I've had an obligation and have uh, taken an oath to defend the county and its interests, uh, and I take that very seriously. Uh, but that's why I have worked to administer the law uh, while also working to make it much fairer uh, and I think this is a step in the wrong di- in the right direction, I should say. Mm. And I also think that these sort of accusations are um, not factual, 
uh, and are politically motivated. So, so, as I said in the open, this race has taken a more heated turn in the last couple of weeks. It's not surprising as we get closer to the election. Um, but I, I want to ask you specifically about uh, one of the accusations you're making about your opponent and something that Congressman Sandy Levin, who you worked for as a policy analyst, is now criticizing you for. And it's one of the attacks that you're making on uh, Dave Coulter. Uh, Sandy recently said uh, when there is a special need for truth in public office, it's deeply troubling that Andy Meisner has unleashed lies in his TV ad contesting against County Executive Dave Coulter. It's disappointing that Andy, who worked in my office many years ago, is stooping so low to carry out his ambition. He should immediately put the fallacious ad that claims Coulter, quote, cut the pay of county workers while uh, taking a huge pay raise himself. Um, Talk about that ad and talk about what what Sandy is saying about its truthfulness. Yeah, well, you know, I respect Sandy Levin. I appreciate the opportunity I had to work with him. Uh, However, he has also endorsed Dave Coulter. Uh, and, uh, you know, I am running a positive campaign that's based on big, bold ideas. And sometimes, Stephen, when candidates hear facts that are inconvenient, uh, they attack those facts as negative, and they get surrogates to attack those facts as negative. Uh, the reason why that ad uh, uses the Channel 7 story as the source is that that is the, the, the claims that are made in the ad were documented in a television story, news story on Channel 7. Uh, and when that story came out and said, one, that there had been 200 cuts uh, in Oakland County, uh, the ad, or the, I should say that the news story said, two, um, that Dave Coulter refused to take a voluntary pay cut uh, based on that, um, that, 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 that's documented. And so... Uh, those might be inconvenient facts. Um, what is another inconvenient well, fact, by the way? Well, hold on. Before we go forward, I want to make sure that we've got the facts absolutely right here. So Dave Coulter got a pay raise when oh. he went from being mayor of Ferndale, which is a part-time job, to county executive. But he hasn't gotten a pay raise in that job. That and- is absolutely false. On October 1st, there was a pay raise that went through for the county uh, for all non-civil service uh, can, uh, uh, employees. And uh, Dave Coulter, at that point, uh, received what I would characterize as a, a second pay raise. Well, it's a, uh, it's a raise that, that was, I mean, it's, it's set out in, in policy. It's not a raise for him. It's a raise for, for all of the positions that qualify for it. It's, it's a, an annual or a, a, a time. In, 20, increase, in 2019, right? his position paid $201,000 and $201,000. And in 2020, as of October 1st, it then paid uh, over $205,000. So uh, can you really say that he didn't get a pay raise on the job? I mean, that's a matter of fact, and I have the documentation to back it up. Mm. Uh, but that's the, the implication there is that somehow he was uh, rewarded for, uh, for, for, for the work in the job when, in fact, that, this is just a, it's like a step increase, really. I mean, it's something that, that happens automatically. Well, I think that you, know, you could argue the semantics of it. Um, but what I'm suggesting is that the amount of pay that he got mm-hmm. went up, which is a clear matter of fact, mm-hmm. uh, and that 
whereas, uh, you know, Governor Whitmer, Mayor Duggan, uh, others that saw that there were going to be cuts felt that it was the appropriate thing to do to take a voluntary pay cut, that he didn't do that uh, and got called out in a Channel 7 story about it mm-hmm. and that we just shared that. So there, so everything that's there is 100% factual. Uh, and um, And like I said, when it's standard practice you've covered a lot of campaigns that when somebody hears a uh a fact that's inconvenient uh the play that you do is to is to call it negative uh and then try to uh to change the story and i can see why he would want to change the story uh but i really think that the voters of oakland county uh want a leader who believes in sharing in the sacrifice um you know dave woodward and others didn't call out uh, Governor Whitmer, when she took a, a voluntary pay cut, they just saw it as good leadership, uh, and that's what it was when I did it, and that's what it would have been had he done it, but he uh, refused and uh, talked in one of the other uh, periodicals about, uh, you know, not wanting to upset his political colleagues. And, you know, I just, I think uh, we ultimately serve the, the public, uh, and it's important to work with colleagues, but uh, I think that if there is going to be a cut, my personal leadership style is that the first cut should start with me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very legitimate point of difference. And, um, you know, would urge anybody to uh, review all these facts, and I'm happy to provide the documentation behind the ad, uh, which I stand by. Mm-hmm. Okay. Andy Meisner, Oakland County Treasurer and candidate for Oakland County Executive in the August 4th Democratic primary. It's always great to talk with you. I'm glad you came by to Talk about your campaign with us. Thank you. Well, I appreciate the opportunity and uh, wish you a wonderful day. Thanks so much, Stephen. You too. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have a conversation with Detroit City Council President Brenda Jones, who is challenging Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib in the August 4th Democratic primary. Stay with us on Detroit Today. 